When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. All right, Cincinnati's Q102, Jeff and Jen, uh, 715. Going to be hot and humid again today. Chance of a pop-up shower or thunderstorm this afternoon and a high of 93. It's 74 at Cincinnati's Q102. Coronavirus silver linings. The 15 most common silver silver linings we found in the pandemic. Is TikTok about to be banned? And good luck finding a beach chair. It is Wednesday, the 8th of July of 2020. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. As bad as it has been, the pandemic hasn't been all bad. Uh, Someone asked 2,000 people to name the top silver linings they've found in the crisis. And here are the 15 most common answers. It's actually saved you money. Saved me money on gas. Yep. I spend a lot of money on gas because yeah, I do. drive so much. I mean, I'm filling up three times a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Save me money on going out to eat. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but travel, too. I mean, that's a big expense. You know, we would have yeah. gone vacation. on vacation by now at this Same. point based on our schedule. Yeah. Yeah. We did like a little staycation last week and that saved us, you know, probably a couple thousand dollars. Sure. Yeah. Uh, more quality time with friends and family. Love that. More free time in general. I love that. You know, I think with the friends and family thing too, we've gotten more clarity about which friends and families we really want to spend our time with. And which (laughs) you align with morally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, another silver lining, a better grip on the challenges other people face. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was an awakening. Yeah. Uh, If you didn't have empathy before for people who were experiencing unemployment or child care issues and other challenges. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. More appreciation for things you used to take for granted. Absolutely. More grateful for your health. Yep. Yeah, that's not something I take for granted anymore. More time to check in on people. Um. Maybe you've eaten healthier. I know that's not true for everybody. There's a whole lot of bacon going on. <laughs> that's There's true. a whole lot of self-soothing and self-medicating going on with food as well. 
Remember when you couldn't find any of the fl- the baking flour on the shelf? Yeah, because right. everybody was. People were like, mm-hmm. "I'm just trying to make bread. Where's all the bread flour?" Yeah. Uh, but there are a lot of people who actually ate healthier because they had more time to cook, cook at home, cook yeah. good meals. That's the case for uh, my Scott. Like, you know, he was working with his work crew every day and they like they would eat Mexican this day or something on that day. And then when I brought him into the home full time and I was making healthier meals for him, he did drop a couple of LBs just from not eating out as much. That's great. Uh, let's see, you've had a chance to really reflect on what's important in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being more aware of your health in general, paying closer attention to the way you feel. I know I have getting back in touch with friends or family you hadn't heard from in a while. It's interesting. Like with all the zoom calls we were having, we had a lot of family members that, you know, we see a few times a year and we were doing regular weekly zoom calls with them and even like old high school classmates of mine. Yeah. We're really? reaching out and we were, yeah, we were chatting more and texting more and talking more and Are messaging you talking more. to them more now that everybody's back to work and starting no, to, it, it's falling it's off. It's falling off again. Yeah. 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 Uh, more quality time with your pets. Exercising more than usual. Yeah. 21% of us agreed with that. Um, it's giving you a chance to do something nice for someone. And a lot of people report that they learned a new skill, <laughs> like <Yeah>. zoom zooming. <laughs> zoom meetings. <laughs> how to do a zoom meeting? Your new skill: sure. how to save money and zoom. <laughs> yeah, right. I've just kind of I've enjoyed the slowing down yep. of the pace yep. of stuff, but I'm starting to get back in it because Jacob is in camp for the next few weeks. You know, like today, I've got to run all the way home, get the dog, take him to the groomer, then run here. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And then run there and then go pick him up at camp. So and you're back in the car. So, yeah, I'm back in the car today anyway, and I feel it. It just kind of hurts all the driving. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do we simplify this? We were, we've had the topic of travel come up on the show. You know, I'm itching to go here. I'm itching to go there. And, uh, you know, usually I'm like not even barely back from my vacation. I'm already planning the next one. And uh, just from working here for as long as I have, you know, I've racked up a few extra weeks of vacation per year that uh, I didn't have when I first started out, but I wasn't really feeling the need to travel and Fritch pointed out one day, she said, I think it's because you're just, you know, like you're not, you're not burned out, you know, not that this is a big burnout job, but we do go through periods where it gets extremely busy. There's a lot of, you know, public events, uh, that we under normal circumstances, you know, attend or go to, we do, uh, you know, happy quite hours, a few charity happy events, hours, charity events you know, all kinds of yeah. things. Yeah. 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 Sure. You know, so, I mean, there's a lot more to it 
But different times of the year are busier than others. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And usually, you know, right around this time, we're like itching to get on the road and go for that summer fun road trip. Yeah. Usually by now we've been gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> or we'd be gone. I know. Yeah. And it's funny. I'm the person that kind of keeps the vacation log for the show. And every week I'm like, does anybody have any more vacation days? And everybody's like, nah. Yeah. Nah, nah, I'm good. Which means right. at Christmas, this place is going to be a ghost town. <laughs> it's going to be Because you have to use it by the end of the year. Yeah. And I'm looking at the way the holidays fall. And, it, you know, it looks like it's going to just perfectly like that two weeks, those last two weeks of the year. And then we yeah. come back. What is it? I think January 4th, I think. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> yeah. When will things return to, you know, normal enough? Like what we feel is, you know, a, a normal that we can live with. Well, I mean, that's, when will that be? I don't know, especially now with a lot of states pulling back. They're, um, yeah, they're, they're going back on lockdown. And uh, I, who that's, knows? It's hard knows? to put that genie back in the bottle, it isn't is. it? it? Well, I don't know. Here we are, you know, Governor DeWine yesterday. Uh, mandating masks for Butler and um, Hamilton. Hamilton counties, and now we already have an ordinance that starts tomorrow that you got to wear a mask in public spaces in the city of Cincinnati, and so that got superseded. So now the governor is mandating that that will now apply to all of Hamilton County, starting and at Butler six County. o'clock tonight. Starting at six o'clock tonight, I have my oh. Duncan mask on. Well, not on, but I got it handy. You got, got it ready you. to go. Gotcha. Got it with you. So yeah. we'll see what what happens with that. I mean, I just I just don't I just don't know which direction we're heading. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what. Like from an economic standpoint, I I, I don't think that we can afford another shutdown. You guys, if, if we want to keep being able to go to the store, go to the restaurant, do things with our family outside of our house. We got to wear our mask. Put it on. Oh, yeah. We want that stuff to stay open. We got to wear our mask. Yeah. Right. I mean, I know there's, you know, some people can, there's special circumstances sure. and all that. And, sure. You know, try to allow for that as best you can, but. They've, you know, they have allowed for that. I feel like. Yeah. The, and the mandating. By the way, like, you know, they're not going to have like cops arresting people. They've made that clear. Sheriff Jones in Butler County said, we're not in the mask enforcement <laughs> business. If you get a problem with someone, then call the health <laughs> department. We, yeah. We're not dealing with CPT, that. Uh, yeah. Cincinnati yeah. police said the same. They're not going to be enforcing that either. Right. <laughs> But, uh, you know, Tom Hanks, who is the first person that I knew, not that I know him personally, but he was the first like prominent public or famous. Mm -hmm. I think he was the first person person that I could identify that had the coronavirus, him and his wife, Rita. He was on the Today Show yesterday. You know, he's promoting that movie that was supposed to come out in theaters. It's called Greyhound. It's a World War Two movie that he stars in. And I guess they're releasing it instead on Apple TV. Apple TV Plus. So he was promoting that on the Today Show yesterday. He was making all the rounds. He also went on Lester, and he was talking about him and Rita's experience with coronavirus. Not everything I say has to be tied to somehow, uh, you know, the war effort during World War II. But there was a, a sensibility that permeated all of society, which was, do your part. We're all in this together. Doing your part meant there was... There was a tiny bit of stuff that you could do in order to aid the ongoing effort 
that had no sign of conclusion. World War II went on for an awfully long time, a big portion of everybody's lives. They didn't know that it was going to come to an end, and we don't know what's going to happen with COVID-19. The idea of doing one's part, though, should be so simple. Mm-hmm. Wear a mask, social distance, wash your hands. Yeah, it's interesting that he says that because, you know, my mom, who's uh, about to turn 81, she's old enough to remember what it was like when she was a little kid living during World War II where the world had changed because all, all the men went off to war. They were gone. They mm-hmm. they left. You know, they mm-hmm. were overseas. They were fighting the war someplace. And so suddenly... Life changed here on the ground on U.S. soil because women had to go to work for the mm-hmm. first time mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Women were driving cabs. You'd never seen that prior. They were working at factories. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, you know, they had drills where, you know, my mother is old enough to remember when they had to, like, put blankets up on the windows to keep light from shining outside at night so that in the event that our country was invaded right. by Germany that... Uh, you know, we'd be, we'd be safe. You know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't attract the bombs from Mm -hmm. planes flying overhead. And, you know, Tom Hanks brings up a good point. Like the people who lived during that time had no idea when it would end and it went on for years. So everybody had to do their part in some way, shape or form. You know, there was always, there was some measure of, of sacrifice or, uh, being uncomfortable or change that came in your life that you just had to deal with until the world got through this and the boys came home, hopefully, and everything returned to normal. So I guess, you know, with him promoting this movie, this World War II movie, you know, he didn't know when he was making it at the time that there would be some correlations, some parallels to what they were experiencing then and what we're experiencing now. And so our brand of doing our part, whatever that is, may not involve going to work or working in a factory. In our case, it's just simply wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. Wear a mask, social distance, wash your hands. Mm -hmm. That alone means you are contributing to the betterment of your house, your work, your town, your society as a whole. And it's such a small thing. And I don't, I, I, I don't, I, I, it's a mystery to me how somehow that has been wiped out out of, out of uh, what should be ingrained in the behavior of us all. Simple things. Hmm. How do you think the country's responded, Tom? A huge majority of Americans get it. There is a darkness on the edge of town here, folks. And let's not confuse the fact. It's killing people. Okay, you can argue what the numbers are. Ah, it's not killing that many. The, 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 the numbers have gone down, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's right. It's killing people. And you can say, well, you know, traffic accidents kill an awful lot of people, too. That's, a traffic accident happens because a lot of drivers aren't doing their part. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not using their turn signals. They're mm-hmm. driving too fast. They're not paying attention to their environment. There is, I don't know how common sense has somehow been put in question in, mm. in regards to this. Hmm. Um. What a wonderful spokesperson of all of the people in Hollywood to be the first to get COVID yeah. and then be an advocate for masks. America's have chosen dad. better. <laughs> yeah, Woody. That's what I told Jeff when he was playing that clip. Mm. All I can think about is Woody from the Toy Story movies. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Lakshmi Samarco, who, as you know, is the Hamilton County coroner and a friend of the show, joins us now live on the telephone. 
Are, are you the person that people are supposed to call if you catch someone not wearing a mask, no. Dr. Samarco? We calling no. you? How does that work? I'm not the mask police. Oh, you know. <laughs> I bet you're relieved about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's. Um, I was. I was just telling your producer we were. Um, we were in Lexington just for one day yesterday and had a. Uh, coming back, we thought, okay, you know what, we're just going to do a really quick hike through Red River Gorge and then come back to Cincinnati. And um, I realized it was a weekday, but there were still a fair number of people, and we didn't run into that many people on the trail, but uh, there's a little place called Miguel's Pizza where we usually stop to get pizza on the way back, Mm. and it was packed. And there was a line of maybe 20, 25 people out the door just waiting to get in to order takeout pizza. Wow. And I would say out of all those people, I saw maybe six that had masks on in one family. And how did that make you feel as a doctor, as a scientist? I looked at my daughter and I said, I don't think I want to go in there. (laughs) So you did. I'm not going in there, you know. Yeah. Uh, at least all the employees were wearing masks, but the guy that was running around outside delivering the, the pizzas to the people that were waiting, he had his mask on. The only problem was it was under his nose. Right. And I was like, okay, that's not doing much good, bud. <laughs> do you think that, what do you think the mindset is behind the peop- the majority of people who are not wearing the mask? Do you think it's an act of defiance? Do you think it's an act of just not understanding the the Doubting the science? Yeah, are they doubting the science? Are they... And what do you think it is? I think you have so many factors going on right now because, um, you know, there there was so little known about this disease or what to do about it from the beginning. And you can't blame anybody, really, but we always look to, like, the World Health Organization for advice. And even they were up in arms thinking, we don't really know what to tell anybody. Okay, do this. No, don't go buy masks. This is early on because we're all going to run out of masks in the healthcare industry, and you guys really don't need, need masks. And as long as you're washing your hands and not touching your face, you should be fine. And then, you know, we find out additional information, and, and this is not a disease that has been established that we know anything about. It's not like we have a long history of studying it so we can give concrete advice. We're all in the same boat. We're learning as we're going along, and that's why the rules are changing. And for, for people that are, you know, listening to this, saying, well, you know, I'm really confused. You're saying do this, and you're saying no, don't do that, and then you're saying do this, and then you're saying don't do that, and I know it's frustrating, but you can't blame science, and you cannot blame the healthcare industry for that because, as I said, we are learning as we're going along, too, and, you know, we're three, we have three months more knowledge than we did three months ago. I get, and, you know, yes, go ahead. And so I think that we're in a we're in a better place to say, uh, look, this is what we've learned in these three months, and it's important for you to wear masks now because we realize that the ballistic particles that are coming out that are being emitted by your mouth um, can travel, can sit in the air for a while in the ambient space. They they are out there, and so the next person coming into that space. Um, would be protected if they wore a mask. I mean, to some degree, it's not 100% because of the size of the particles, but particles also hitch a ride on saliva and moisture that's coming out of your mouth. So right. it'll at least protect you from those. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, selfishly, from my standpoint, I, I just, I, I really want people 
to wear the mask because I don't want the economy to shut down again. I don't want bars and restaurants to close again. I don't want this place to have to shut down where we got to send everybody home and mm-hmm. our advertisers have to shut down. And so now they can't afford advertising. And then we got to make cut but like this. You know, there's there's a there's trickle down. Effect. Yeah, there's a ripple effect, you know, where we all, I think, benefit from trying to slow this down. And I hate using these overused cliches like flatten the curve. But for goodness sake, like, you know, we're just now economically recovering from this and. I read an article in the New York Times yesterday about how, you know, Sweden attempted this experiment where they were going to try the herd uh, immunity thing to see how that worked. And it ultimately didn't. And their economy suffered anyway. You know, I'll, I'll tell you how it didn't work. Um, my husband's aunt um, lived in Sweden and she died. Mm. And uh, his cousin, her daughter, who was only in her 40s, died. Mm. Wow. Um, so, you know, there's been a lot. Uh, there's been a lot written about, you know, what we can do and what we can't do, what works, what doesn't work, and and there's a lot of confusion out there. But even though we don't have all the right answers, and I think I said this before, we don't have all the right answers. We're learning, but what we're learning is some of the wrong answers. Right, and one of those is not to take protection. Yeah. And why is it that, in general, the European Union and Australia, their curves are going way down, Canada's curves are going way down, and they're getting more cooperation from their people. And I think, I'm with you on this, I am with you on, I don't want the restaurants and bars shutting down, and they are shutting down in certain states. I think you probably saw that announced the other day, too, as some of the southern states are going back to lockdown on these. Right. And um, and by the way, can I add to kudos to restaurants like, you know, 21 Bricks in Milford who self-govern and say, you know what, we have an employee who tested positive, we're going to shut it down for two weeks. Out of a sense of responsibility and let our other uh, team members get tested. Mm-hmm. You know, that to me seems the right thing to do when people are a responsible. Lot of places and, have been doing that. I know Molly Wellman did it with her bar, Japs yeah. as well. Yeah, and by doing that, hopefully you avoid everyone having to do that. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? That, that is the responsible thing to do. And there are some car dealerships that have had to do that too. And, you know, it's encouraging to see businesses saying and and showing, demonstrating that, hey, we care about this community, we care about the people here, we care about keeping the economy open, and if that means we shut down a day to clean it up, we're going to shut down a day to do that, but we're going to stay open otherwise. And, you know, if we had the majority of the people, and like there are people that will make the argument, well, I can't wear a mask, or, you know, it's, it's I can't breathe, and there are a lot of different reasons people use for not wearing a mask. Some people don't like the claustrophobic feeling of having something over their face and mouth. And, and I've said, look, there's a lot of different alternatives. They're not perfect. Um, they'll give you some protection. It may not be 100% protection, but it's a hell of a lot better than nothing. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things is those... Um, those screens, you know, the, the face shields that are totally clear that you can wear over there, you know, they just fit over your forehead. They look like a welder. And they're incredibly sexy. Clear. Yeah. Very attractive. <laughs> and, and if you really want to protect yourself more, you can wear a mask underneath that. But um, that's, you know, that's better than having nothing. And right. if you're actually physically in the space of somebody else talking to them, then those face shields are very effective in preventing whatever might be coming out of their mouth and hitting your face, hitting your eyes, your nose, or your mouth area. 
Um, if you walk into a room where somebody has already been recently and possibly has um, had some particles in the area, now that may not be perfect having a face shield because it can get around the face shield, but, you know, it'll block some of it. And that's all you can do is the best that you can do. And for some people, that's all they can do. But I can't believe that there are people out there that can't wear anything. I mean, not the face shield, something to sort of protect themselves. But it's okay. If There may be people out there that can't. You know, there's a small percentage of people that say, we just can't do it. If 98% of the people are doing it, it's still, That's still be pretty so good. much better yeah. for everybody. And you got a dentist appointment this morning, I understand. <laughs> this is going to be the first one, you know, since this whole COVID is all rescheduled and, and everything. And again, this is going back to trying to go back to a regular life and a regular business and, and keeping the economy open, right? I mean, I think right. that people have to realize, think about all the people that had to cancel all their surgeries during the COVID time. Oh, my goodness. Are now trying to get their surgeries scheduled back right all right well we appreciate you as always and thanks for you know coming on and chatting with us a little bit before your busy day we know you got your hands full well i appreciate it and i appreciate you also getting that message out there and telling people how important it is and you know i I think there's some people that are saying well you know this is really affecting the younger people now it's like well no you don't get it it's not like it, you're, you're isolating the younger people, and it's affecting the younger people, and it's and it's not as bad a disease. It's in our community, and you know, for the people that say I am not going to wear a mask, and that's all there is to it, and you know, I I'm not worried about it. It's like okay, that's great. If you were isolated from everybody else in the community, you could say that, do whatever the heck you want, and people wouldn't argue with you. But unfortunately. The actions of a few can have a huge impact on everybody. And, you know, the people that say we don't want our freedom infringed upon, well, what are you doing to the elderly people or the sick people or the people that are immunocompromised in our community? It's such a small ask, you know? You've got them terrified, living in their homes, not wanting to leave, you know, totally given up on having any sort of... Uh, a career or or job because they're afraid Life. to go out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to leave it there, Dr. Samarco. Thank you so much for coming on the Jeff and Jen Appreciate Morning it, Show. Jeff and Jen. Yeah, Great you take care. You Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. you. Take it easy. Bye-bye. All right. Hamilton County Coroner, Dr. Lakshmi Samarco coming on the Jeff and Jen Morning Show talking about the uh, mask mandate, which what time did you say that goes in effect here in Hamilton County and in Butler County? I think it's already in effect, right? 6 p.m. tonight. 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 Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.